Today we're broadcasting from Berkeley. We're here because it is a pillar of the tech and life sciences startup ecosystem of the greater Silicon Valley. When you think Berkeley, you think innovation and entrepreneurship, and I think startups. Hi there, and I'm Louis Lao, and welcome to another edition of Ask a Silicon Valley Lawyer. I'm here with my good friend, Nicole Hatcher from Allen & Hatcher. And Nicole, introduce yourself. Thank you, Louis. Happy to be here. I am Nicole Hatcher, uh, one of the founding partners of Allen & Hatcher. Um, Nicole and I have worked together on startups, dozens and dozens of them, for about, yes. I don't know, eight, nine years. Yeah. And today we thought we would talk to you about cap tables and pro formas. Nicole? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to ask you a few questions, Louis. Uh-oh, it's yeah. a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> what is a cap table? Um, while the legal ownership of a company is evidenced by stock certificates, um, historically over years, uh, entrepreneurs and investors have managed who owned which stock certificates on a single Excel spreadsheet, mm -hmm. which was called the cap table or capitalization table. It, it typically represents all of the equity and all of the debt of a company on different tabs. And why is a capitalization table important in, say, a financing? Um, a capitalization table is, is crucial in a financing uh, so that the investors know exactly what post-money value of the company that they're going to own. And, and, and therefore, they must know uh, what is the pre-money uh, valuation of the company and who owns what of the company uh, so that they know that when they buy X number of shares, they have Y percentage ownership of the company on a voting basis right. and on an economic basis. And we capture that in a cap table. Okay, and can you tell us about what things go in a pre-money? What does pre-money mean? Right, so the pre-money valuation refers to the value of the company uh, uh, that is implied by all of the previously issued shares of stock, okay. all of the previously issued notes of convertible uh, uh, securities that convert into equity at some sort of a discount or a cap, any simple agreements for future equity, the option pool of a company that is is previously been uh, authorized, all of that goes into the pre-money valuation. A couple of other things in yeah. a financing that one needs to consider. If you've promised options to a new hire, a new employee, a new CMO, a new VP of engineering, um, all of that would also go into the pre-money valuation okay. uh, of the company. Okay. Yeah. One of the many reasons I wanted you to talk about this important topic of cap tables is I think you have a lot of great experience about how to run a cap table efficiently from your days at a legal tech startup uh, yes. called Atrium. Um, you're now at Atri uh, Allen and & Hatcher, um, yes. and we work together a lot, but um, you work with dozens and dozens of startups, and they all have constant issuances of stock and options. How? What is the best-in-class process and method Absolutely. to make sure that cap table is always correct? Yes, I would say the short answer is have your lawyer take care of it. Um, a lot of times companies don't realize everything, all of the approvals that need to go into every single issuance. And so sometimes they will have um, paperwork that is not backed up by the requisite consent. So board consent, you need to make sure that you stay within the authorized number of shares. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All, these are all things that your lawyer will look at or your lawyer's paralegal every time you ask uh, your lawyer to issue shares for you. So 
great lawyers always needed and and, yeah. and certainly I get that but in in 2020 in this post pandemic era era where we're running companies leanly mm -hmm. um, isn't there some cloud enabled robot that can do this for us and and um, isn't that one called Carta yes absolutely so Carta is one of the uh, sort of three, I would say, major players on the market for cap table management. Right. Um, and you would want to make sure that all of your issuances are in Carta. You can actually do board consent in Carta now. So if you wanted to make sure that all of your approvals were what they needed to be and and um, sort of tight, then you would you would do it all through Carta. And I think if Henry Ward from Carta was here, he would tell us that you know you should work with your law firm and your paralegals to manage yes. Carta, um, and it does drive an enormous amount of efficiencies. Uh, and that entrepreneurs probably should not try and manage their cap tables solely by themselves exactly. with Carta. Exactly. In Carta, you give your firm uh, legal access, and anytime you want an issuance, your firm will actually go into Carta for you, issue the shares, issue the stock certificates and manage it for you, so that way you're not bogged down with, with those details. So stock certificates, are they physical or digital now? Digital now. Um, gone are the days where you had you know the stock certificate in your safe somewhere. You, a lot of times, um, these, new, these new platforms are all um, digital. You can issue a physical certificate, but that's rare. So one question, is a digital certificate a legally binding evidence of ownership of a company? Oh, absolutely. It is very binding. That's all you need. So to summarize, <laughs> then, uh, the best-in-class way to manage your cap table is to get a cloud uh, and technology-enabled vendor like Carta yes. to put it up in the cloud and issue digital certificates. Yes and to work through your law firm or with your law firm to make sure that all of the uh, indicia of ownership and all of the processes are, are done properly. Exactly, yes. So what happens then when you move towards the financing and you're thinking about raising another round? Let's say you've already done an A and now you're thinking about doing a B and you're thinking about various uh, scenarios that yes. you raised five or 10 and the option pool was 10% increased or, or 6% or 12%. Or yeah. um, what do we do to understand the impact of that financing? Absolutely. So you would prepare what's known as a pro forma cap table. What is a pro forma cap table? So a pro forma cap table is a way for you to model out different scenarios in your raises. You can change the assumptions like the pre-money valuation, the amount raised, the available option pool. Um, all of these allow you to see what the price per share would be in, in, an, in an equity round and also the dilution that would occur um, at different valuations. Nicole, in your career, you've seen hundreds of startups. What are the typical mistakes that you see in the maintenance of the cap table? Uh, and then I'm going to ask you after that about in the creation of the pro forma. But yeah. in the maintenance of the cap table, you know, what are what are the big risks and, and what are the common mistakes that people make? Yeah. So the big mistake is not having everything reflected on the capitaliz capitalization table. So your pro forma is only as accurate as the input. So you need to make sure that every safe, every convertible note, every share of common stock, every option grant, every just everything is on your capitalization table because mm -hmm. that will be the basis for your pro forma. Um, and if you miss something, it can throw the numbers off quite a bit. So that is the, the biggest mistake that I see people making. Um, in terms of your second question, which was... Pro formas. What, what is the big risk in messing up your pro forma and what are the typical mistakes people make in... Yeah. in 
creating a pro forma. Yeah. So the biggest mistake that I see people make in um, in preparing a pro forma again is just missing things, but also sort of miscalculating how certain securities should be reflected. So you either include capitalization in the pre-money or the post-money, and you want to make sure that, for example, your option pool is generally always going to be in the, the pre-money valuation. If you don't include it in the pre-money valuation, your price per share is going to be very different. Um, and then making sure that the conversion mechanisms for any convertible securities that you have are reflected correctly and according to the terms of that convertible security. So safes may be treated very differently um, in the way that they convert from a convertible note and safes may change how they convert amongst the safes. So they can't all be treated the same. You really have to look at each security. So to summarize, what is the best in class way of creating and maintaining a pro forma cap table as you go through a financing? Right, so again, using a an online platform to make sure that you get every single issuance of, of every kind of security and then using that and then really going through all of your convertible securities and making sure that they convert according to its terms um, will get you the most accurate pro forma. And how does the pro forma cap table tie back to the term sheet? So the term sheet will set forth certain terms that you will want to pull into your pro forma. So it'll set forth the pre-money valuation or the post-money valuation or both, the amount to be raised and the agreed upon available option pool. Um, all of these things that you would use to calculate your your uh, your pro forma. I would just add one thing, which is that I think a pro forma cap table should be an exhibit to the term sheet, Absolutely. and it should be signed by everybody. So there's yeah. no under misunderstanding about uh, what it is, yes. what's in it, and what's the result. I agree. Nicole, thank you. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, you can always reach me, Louis Lowe, through my website at l2council.com. And you can reach me at Nicole at allenhatcher.com. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.